Retirement's fine, but you got to keep keep your mind occupied, whether you're doing a job for financial reward or an occupation or just taking over some kind of a new role that keeps your mind active and a lot of love and support in your life. And I'm fortunate enough that I have the resources that I could do this. And I feel that financial reward, of course, is the first thing that comes to a lot of people's mind. But if you see a lot of business experts will tell you, don't let finance be your main objective for a job. Let it be a side benefit. Welcome. You are listening to the Hero of the Hour podcast, the show dedicated to empowering you to take financial freedom into your own hands. Through expert interviews with decades of experience, this show will give you not only the tactical strategies of what's working in business, but the appropriate mindsets to master your financial future and build generational wealth. Heroes and entrepreneurs operate with a similar anything is possible mentality. And that is exactly what our show is about. Your host is none other than Mark B. Murphy, CEO of Northeast Private Client Group and best-selling author of three books, all dedicated to helping others plan for generational wealth. He and his team are on a mission to share their knowledge and techniques so that others can enjoy a life of financial security and freedom. Get ready to be inspired to create the life of your dreams. Let's go. In this episode of the Hero of the Hour podcast, Mark Murphy sits down with Maria Sabando, the author of Loving Life at 50 Plus, Embracing Aging Through Humor and Wellness. Maria is dedicated to guiding individuals through the intricate journey of midlife with grace and vitality using her three-pronged approach, nutrition, yoga, and mindful health tips. Today, we'll uncover Maria's transformational journey from the world of cosmetics to becoming a best-selling author, and how she channels her culinary skills and expertise in yoga into a comprehensive wellness guide for women in their 50s. Tune in as Maria shares her secrets for maintaining thriving relationships and career growth, all while harnessing the wisdom gained through survival and personal experiences. Welcome, everybody, to uh, the next edition of the Hero of the Hour podcast. I'm Mark Murphy. I'm happy to be here with a friend of mine who's also a best-selling author, Maria Sabando. Let me just tell the audience a little bit about you, Maria. Obviously, a Georgetown graduate. You uh, are a super mom and does all the things that moms do. <laughs> but you do it with a a, a little bit of a street decor, a little uh, je ne sais quoi that uh, others don't have that I think we're going to discover <laughs> during this podcast. And I just want to give everybody the name of your book. It's Loving Life at 50 Plus, Embracing Aging Through Humor humor and Wellness. That's right. And yeah. just thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me, Mark. This is so exciting. So I'm a mom, but uh, empty nest mom, because my I'm a mom of two women, <laughs> 22 and 20. So I am, I'm not a young mom anymore. I uh, broadened my horizons a little bit. And I'm, it's so exciting that you would title this like heroes. Like that makes me feel so special. You know, that's like great. Uh, I know I, I was very interested when you, when you said you want to do things about heroes because my actually, um, if you were to ask me who my hero is, I, you know, I never really thought about it, but now that you asked me, I really thought about it. And I would have to say it would be my father who is deceased. Uh, he's a great man. And, yeah, a major, great man, major businessman, family man. And he would always say to me, um, 
Don't sell yourself short. And I, I took that to heart, but it took me a while to take that to heart. And I translated that to mean now, and, and as I'm going through this, this uh, journey of being an author, don't always think that other people are smarter than you. Don't always think that um, people do it better than you. Because if everyone thought like that, there'd be no competition and you wouldn't move ahead. So that's what, when he said, don't sell yourself short, I really started to think about that a lot. You know, the the people, just so you have an idea, I think the people watching us today are people that uh, either think entrepreneurially or we want them to think more entrepreneurially. And uh, they also want to help create multi-generational wealth. So the first question I have for you is, what made you take the leap from cosmetics into writing? Yeah, that is that people, a lot of people ask me that. I did cosmetics as, as something to keep me busy. And then I found out that I loved it, but I didn't love certain aspects of it. And then I, I, I revisited one of my old loves, which was writing, which I, you know, I, I wrote when I was younger on a very limited scale. I wrote for the school paper. I wrote for a hobby, creative writing, I, and I wrote a lot of recipes. So I was like, kind of like a Martha Stewart, but also like, um, multifaceted with the writing. So I said to myself, I feel drawn to explore this again. Not only because I have the time, just because something in me moved that said, Maria, you need a little something. You're 50 and change and you need a little something. And you need more than a little something. Something that's going to really get your creative juices flowing and get your, use your talents as a chef. And long story short, the book was born. (laughs) And it started off as a cookbook, but then it, it blossomed to how cooking could help women in their 50s, how yoga could help women in their 50s, and how this translates to relationships. And it, it's it, it's not a likely uh, scenario for a book, but I just kept writing and writing. And I said, let me see where this leads. So I became, I became happy in the fact that I'm making women happy by uh, learning how to balance a life with excitement but still with domesticity it's 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 a hard balance and also to give them inspiration because moving forward into the 50s i was just feeling in a slump i said i need to wake myself up and wake everyone else up and i'm doing this by revisiting a new career writing and envisioning uh a career that is going to open doors so writing leads to it led to a branding um which the the branding leads to other paths. So it opens a lot of doors, which ultimately might lead to something else. But the point is, I didn't just decide I'm 50, this is it, which a lot of women do. And I I decided that, well, it's 50, this is it. Let's just focus on, you know, eventually I'll be a grandmother. That's great. I can't wait to be a grandmother. But I have a long life ahead of me to lead. And I, I got so inspired. I said, let me try to inspire some other people. And I'm just... Now, um, I'm so thrilled about this book that people, I'm getting very good reactions. People telling me, you know, it's, um, it keeps them very cheerful and uplifted. Well, and well first of all, you're hysterical. You're, it's a funny, funny book. It's like, well, yeah, if you want to laugh, you want to do it. Because if I didn't have humor, I, I can't, I couldn't write because you dip into all these feelings and you don't want to get too, uh, too like, when you journal, you, get, you, you don't want to get lost in your feelings. You got to keep it light. What do you think some of, I, I want to talk about all women eventually, but if we just start with women that are sort of empty nesters, women who are you know, on around 50 and growing, what are some of the misconceptions that uh, 
you know, or perceived you know, or mis- misperceptions uh, or misconceptions. Oh, yeah, you're speaking my language. Yeah, that it's over, that you should uh, dress very conservatively, that you should you don't need to beautify yourself as much. You could just pretty much take a back, take relax a little bit. And uh, it's it's now it's time to go out to pasture. Nothing could be more the opposite, especially these days. Uh, 50 is the new I'm not going to say. I'm not going backwards in age. 50 is the new 40, the new 30. <laughs> it's the new excitement. It, that's what it is. And I think me, people are discovering women, especially at this age in their life, that they have um, things, talents that they didn't have before because they didn't have the time to explore them, nor the inclination, nor the support. Um, I feel that uh, whether it's where, wherever you are in your relationships also is a parameter for how you're going to do in career wise. Now, maybe you, um, maybe you, uh, reevaluate your relationships and you get stronger than one you already have because you survived this far. I mean, I'm 54, you know, you survived, you have survival mechanisms, you know how to deal with life. And maybe I could help people based on, uh, what my personal experiences are. So my, my experiences and my, anecdotes and my memoirs are like my secret weapon here there i use that humor and that um experience and you know getting over stomach blocks to help other people i'm just an ordinary person you know i i did not i'm a, i'm a mom you know and a wife very happily married nice family but i you know i i didn't um i didn't you know i'm not a nutritionist i am not a a, a therapist i a school of hard knocks i did go to, i do, i do have a good education but uh, I attribute a lot highly educated book, yeah, to to a social social experience and street smart just by living. As you emerge, you know, one thing I one of the many things I've noticed about you is you've got a really great marriage. You're obviously you've been a great mom to both of your daughters who are now in college. Have they changed how they perceive you? As you've changed, has that changed how they perceive you, or how your relationship changes as they've gotten older? Yes, happily, Mark, because now that. And now that they're older, they they uh, look to me for advice. Of course, they look to my husband for advice. Uh, he's more of a professional. But as someone who is recently starting to dip into the world of, uh, you know, literary world, as as college arts and sciences students, um, also business, because of arts and science students, they are, they are, it's a big world out there. And, you know, maybe there, I know one or two things because I wrote a book and, uh, it didn't take, it didn't take me all that long. Like I got about a year and a half and it was, I have to tell you, it was almost completely blissful. It was, it was not only because of people I work with, but just the fact that I could create this and make it for other people to see instead of just keeping it in my own journal, my own cookbooks, people are looking at this and liking this and that. You have to get over, you have to reach a new level of confidence to do that and get out there and just be, have a, have a title. That's not just, um, there's nothing wrong with what I did before working aesthetically with cosmetics and I love it, but this is something that's much more, um, intellectual and, uh, academic, which is great because, uh, those old, you know, my muscles got a little stale, you know, I, many years since I graduated college and I'm glad that I could. It feels great to use all those. Very satisfying feeling. Um, I'm working on another another book, which I'm not going to talk about. I won't. 
I won't bore you with the details, but it's coming. I'm working on it and it just revitalizes me. It's a great job to have when you're working at home. And I'll tell you something. It is a job. It is work. Um, I'm not just the Renaissance woman. I actually force myself to write a couple of chapters each day and then I feel good. Then I could relax. It's like a regular job. So put it in, put do the work because I'll tell you, Mark, if I'm not, if I'm not um, working in a productive manner, I, I feel, I just get weird. I just, I can't. Well, I, well, I, in all the years I've known you, I, I don't know. I think I've ever sat, seen you sit down for more than five minutes. So I don't think, I don't, I don't think you ever rest or, or do, or do anything like that. What do you think women, what challenges do you think women have in this society? I mean, you're the mother of two daughters. You're, you know, you're a sister, you're a, you're, you're a daughter yourself. What, 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 what do you think women, what challenge do you think women face? There are a lot of challenges uh, because of the uh, the the uh, the fact that women's roles are changing. Um, but because of that shift and that change, it it, it presents a lot of problems too. Because women are are gray now, they're but by the same token, they're expected to do more. But it's it's a good expectation. They're expected to do more. Uh, you know keep the family going as well as you did before, but have a job too. And it's not a bad thing that they have this role shift, that they have these these expectations placed on them because they're not burdens placed on them and expectations. So they are they are moving forward to do to and you find when you are supportive, get your love of your family, all the career just comes much more naturally. When you get that support, you're able to have more confidence and work a little harder. And you, not just financially to work for the family and yourself, but just to have that um, inner inspiration and growth and work ethic. Um, it is my hope that everyone has a work ethic. And I, I would, it's a dream of mine that all women at this age get reunited with the work ethic. I mean, uh, it's like a new lease on life. You're, uh, and that helps your health, your your physical health too. When you, um, you don't have something to look forward to, or you're complacent, or you feel lack of confidence. Like I can't do it. I can't get. I can't. I can't push myself a little harder to work a little harder for something that's going to make me happy down the line. You, your body breaks down. And I say you could retirement's fine. It's not going to retirement, but you got to keep keep your uh, keep your mind occupied. Whether you're doing a job for for financial reward or an occupation, or just. Uh, taking over some kind of a new role that keeps your mind active and a lot of love and support in your life. Um, and I'm fortunate enough that I have the resources that I could do this. And I feel that, I think that financial reward, of course, is the first thing that comes to a lot of people's mind. But I know if you if you see a lot of business uh, experts uh, you'd say will tell you, don't let finance be your main objective for a job. Let it be... Uh, a, a side benefit. Go for your dream and what you're good at and what you like doing. And to me, that's that mainly makes it all come together. You know, I've I've uh, recently invested in a company called Bonfire. Oh yeah. And and the, the it's it's a group that is is designed to help women succeed through their life. And what was interesting about it. There was a theory years ago that said, hey, the reason why women were not achieving the same level of let's call it uh, business success as men where mm-hmm. there just weren't enough women in the pipeline okay and 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 that sort of has been a, a theory that's been been disproven and one of the things that they're what they they believe now to be the case is that they call it the broken rung 
that somewhere between year eight and year 15, which is oftentimes the, the, the times that women get married and uh, have children, that's where they fall behind their male co- counterparts. And I'm not and I'm not saying that that men don't have it tough, but I think women have it tougher because of that broken rung. And I think, you know, as as somebody who's got two daughters, you've got two daughters, you've got a lot yeah. of nieces, nephews, and other things. I think we want to do everything we can to make sure that every woman has exactly the same opportunity that their male counterparts do. I think that's awesome. I think the problem presents itself about what you're saying is because so many women, um, unfortunately, and this is changing, are forced to make a choice, choose between the domesticity of the family life and the um, the workforce. That's that's where I see the problem. But luckily, these barriers are breaking down. It's getting much better. Um, roles are changing, and uh, men are um, men are uh, being becoming more, thankfully, sensitive to women's uh, women's drive to get ahead and their issues. There's still a long way to go, and that's just that's just a, a broad generalization stereotype. It's not. It's not the rule, but I think there's a long way to go. But I think that um, we're making strides in that um, every day. If you compare it to, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it's all getting better. And there's nothing wrong with not working if that's your choice. Um, but if you want to work and you want to do something that's going to benefit you, your 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 heart and your soul and your um, your career, and it's something you feel strongly about. You should find the means to pursue it. And if you're lucky like me, you have a partner who supports you in juggling because there is a fair amount of juggling. And the men are taking over the domesticity roles, which is amazing because I, I, I think they've proven that they're just as good as doing women's jobs and women are just as good as doing men's job. I think that that's been proven. Have you noticed that life is getting more and more expensive? From grocery prices to real estate values, everywhere you turn, prices seem to be skyrocketing. Well, Mark has dedicated decades of his career and life to serving entrepreneurs and professionals to build real wealth, and in most cases, multi-generational wealth. The reality is, we all have to navigate turbulent times in this economy, but the difference will be for those that have a roadmap and a customized plan for building wealth. That's why, as a listener to this podcast, We are so excited to share with you first access to Mark's newest book, The Ultimate Investment, a roadmap to grow your business and build multi-generational wealth. When you access this book, you'll discover how to know when you're working a job instead of a business. That hard work isn't all about hours put in. This will make you more productive. Why you need to live with your back against a wall. How to surround yourself with the right people who support your vision. And so much more. Go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book to get access now. Once again, go to www.markbmurphy.com forward slash book. And now, back to the show. You know, one of the things I I always tell my daughters, I tell them this, right? I tell women in general is I think you have to make a choice. You can either be a victim or you can be empowered. You can't be both. I want my girls to be empowered. There is no glass ceiling anymore. They can do anything they want to do. You know, you mentioned, you know, hardworking. I think that's a a component of it. You know, I I think motivation, by the way, you know, when you're motivated, motivation, you know, that lasts for like an hour or two hours, either you're motivated or you're not. I think what what really is important is discipline. 
And I think when you have so many challenges, so many things that you have to do, particularly women, that the most important thing is you've got to be disciplined to make sure that you're you're, you're accomplishing what you need to accomplish. And it's sometimes almost impossible. I, I think my generalization, my generalization, I think women have to also ask for help. You know, I think, I think that, you know, one of the things that, that, that I've had in, in my career is that I've had a lot of people help me. You know, I was only one person and I needed to collaborate with a lot of other people that could help me to get where I've gotten. And I think people just have to not be afraid to ask for help and say, I'm only one person. I can only do so many things. I need people to help me do other things. You know, right. Absolutely. Uh, I, you know, you run into challenges and, and stumbling blocks and obstacles. So I would say for me, it was when this whole, this whole, this, this, it's generational, the technology. And although I could hold my own, I had to concede that there are some things I'm not figuring out without the help of a little, uh, a little assistance with technology. And, you know, we get stubborn, especially my age, we're a little stubborn. So we have to be more flexible in that aspect. Um, and, you know, change with the times, because I, I know I'm not really old, but middle age and things have changed and they're changing. The, the rate of things are progressing is very quickly. Uh, but one thing I've noticed that I noticed a positive change is that people have a dream now that when they have a dream, be, many years ago, it would be shut down immediately. Um, people have dreams that initially don't appear very practical. Now, um, there's a great amount of people rallying behind people who explore their dreams and pursue their dreams. And maybe the reason is if you have people believing in you, it's you're you're like smarter and you are more confident and you're going to go after that dream. Thing where years ago they might shut you down and say it's it's impractical. So sometimes you gotta take a, a leap of faith and say, look, it's not practical for me to write a book that is a cookbook and it's still at the same time guiding women. Like who does that? But I did it because I felt it was something my heart had to do because it was a dream. And when you believe in the dream, you're gonna bust your butt to do it because you believe that there's there's going to be a result at the end. If you don't believe in it, you don't think there's going to be a result, so you're really not going to work as hard. And uh, the energy that comes from true belief in yourself is unbelievable. I'm sure you learned that. I would also say that you know Richard Branson, he talks about, you know do I have a business life and do I have a personal life? And he says, no, I just have a life. He goes, I just moved from one thing I like to the next to the next in my business and personal life. They're interchangeable, but I'm from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, I'm just doing things that I enjoy doing and that I'm good at. And so I notice you have some kind of fun things you do outside of your career and writing and the things you've done. I, I know, you know, first of all, I, I'd love people, I'd love you to tell people how you balance, you know, family career and fulfillment. I'd love you to even talk about your cookie exchanges or, or your, your, your devotion to yoga. I mean, you, you do a lot, you have a lot of things that you go that what I see, I see you going from one thing that you like and you're good at to another thing you like it good at. And, and business and right. personal kind of kind of you know right. traverse each it's, other. It's, sometimes it's not so good. Most of the time it's good because I, <laughs> I, I, there are days when I, I got it all going on, and then sometimes I tell my sister, "I'm all over the place. Redirect me." But I have to tell you, I combine the things. I combine my love of of food and family with big events, with big catering events, and then uh, you know big parties. So it's like I'm working. But I'm not because one of my back burner things right now is event planning. Uh, yes, let it be said, Linda, it's 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 on the line. I'm revealing it now. I was be natural for somebody who's a great cook and a great planner to be <laughs> an event planner. I mean, it would uh, it would seem to be a net 
a natural, something I could see you being a killer at that. Yeah. So that's like on the back burner too. And that, so I like to have, um, you know, a finished product for everything I do. There's always an interior motive, you know? So I, I won't, I will have people over the interior motive when I have people over is everyone have a good time because celebration, celebration in and of itself is its own reward. But subliminally, I'm thinking back in my mind, you know, this, this, I've got to, I've got to turn my, what I enjoy and love into something that, that is going to be a finished product at the end. So between you and me, whoever's listening, there's event planning on the back burner. Also, I, as a hobby, uh, you know, I write, so I'm, I'm dipping into, uh, yes, I'm saying I'm dipping into uh, fiction now. I did fiction a long time ago, left it behind for whatever reason. And I was just, I was just telling Otto to my husband, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm up, I'm already in my neck to, uh, to the first 10 chapters. That means I'm not turning back. <laughs> and that is like, I'm creative writing and business. And you would think that they're, they're not mutually exclusive. I don't know how, but I'm doing both sides of the brain. I'm doing writing and business because uh, sometimes you need to uh, see the fruits of your labor. And writing is beautiful, but it takes longer, you, you know? It takes, you know, it's a writing, it's a thing in progress. And I, and I will do both. I will do business. I will do writing. I, I don't think I could live without both of them. Another observation I have about you is that, you know, like, for instance, when we get done with this podcast, I'm going to step outside my office and I don't know there's if there's going to be one, two, three, four fires I've got to put out or problems. I have no idea what I'm going to find when I open that door, but I can only control the state that I'm in and how I deal with those problems because the problems are going to be there or not there regardless of what I do. Right. And I noticed that your attitude through humor and through your outlook on life, that I noticed that you keep a real positive attitude even when I've seen you, when, when things aren't going perfectly, how do you Thank do that? You for that? Thank you for that. I actually, because I mean, with, with this crowd, we're all, we're all over the place where we're a very creative bunch. We're a very loving bunch and uh, it lends itself to a lot of humor. And you know, Mark, if I'm not laughing, if I'm not laughing, I'm crying. So I got to keep it, <laughs> I got to keep it real. And with this bunch, it's hard not to laugh because they they are everyone in my family has such a good sense of humor and we keep it light. But you are right. When mom, when mom is usually the center of this, mom's not having a good sense of humor. There's a trickle down effect. No one else is either. I just figure, you know, I think that it, it's like if you take it too hard, it's you, you can't control everything. There is such a lighter side of life. And I grew up with a very, a very loving family. And, you know, we get silly sometimes. And I think laughter is the best medicine. I'm a very spiritual person, too. I'm a very religious person. So I learned that, you know, when the going gets tough, you gotta, you gotta get going. And sometimes things are so crazy that you have to laugh at them. Um, even, uh, who was it? I, I saw a movie once. I don't know. It was a Woody Allen movie. And, and Arnold was like, or Woody Allen says, uh, or someone said in the movie, um, I think it was, I think it was Arnold. He said, uh, uh, let, uh, humor is tragedy plus time. Yes. And I, I said that to Otto. I said, you know, when this was happening, we did, we were so distraught. We were so upset, but now we could laugh at it. For example, perfect example, we were um, traveling through Europe and we weren't. I guess we were in Sweden and we and we went to get our 
our flight and we went up to the uh uh, uh the steward the 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 receptions at the, the airline so we said she said um oh where's our flight we're having trouble we don't see it on the screen etc etc it was a long time i don't remember the details but she was there she's there um oh i have i have good news the good news is i found i located your flight i said so that's good she goes well, what's wrong with what's the bad news she goes it left yesterday <laughs> and i'm like I don't and I, like we think it's we split our sides, but it wasn't funny at the time, you know, and I get so much inspiration from my husband because a serious professional, he's a doctor, but he has a wild, crazy, he's, I tell him, you know, you're every bit as crazy, if not more crazy than me, <laughs> you know, in his downtime, not when he's, at, not when he's working. So it's, it's, and I think when you work too hard, you have to have some kind of a release because you'll go crazy. So we're, I mean, it's, it's nutty. And I think nutty is good. Well, he's it's, not only a good man, he's, he's your number one he's, fan. He's solid. Yeah. He's solid. Yeah. Back to women. The last question I have for you, I just want you to, what I'd love, I'd love people to look. I mean, there's, a, there's by definition, half the people watching this podcast are women and probably of the half that aren't the other half that aren't women. They're either raising women or have a sister or have a mother or have an aunt or somebody. What advice you focus so much on women and women after 50? Just give it, give some advice. Just, just let's end this podcast with, with you sharing some of your wisdom of what they can take away to make their lives better and have this kind of success that you've had. Only one thing. Don't, don't have regrets and don't beat yourself up about the past. It's very simple. I mean, you should, and that's why I focus so much on the yoga because we're taught to, Focus on the present, not the past or the future. Now, I'm not saying you go around being zened out and live in La La Land all the time, but I always, I tell, I even, I even tell my mother, who's much older and wiser than me, I say, talk up to experience. Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> I say it all the time. So you're at this age, you have to move forward. You're not going to get younger. Do you have a choice? So why not just, why not just rise to the occasion and just, Prove everyone wrong about the myths about getting older. You got this. You totally got this. I know a lot of people say, well, what if you're stuck? Um, yeah, we all get stuck. I mean, everyone, everyone has stuck, gets stuck. I, I don't, I'm not cheerful every day. I get stuck. Uh, sometimes it's, it's hard for me to, to get unstuck. Um, but like I say, if, if you have a good support system, it's really great. If you don't, I'm sorry, sister, just, reach down to your soul and get and, and you know pull your resources you got here so far you're going to do it you're going to do it you just you know, you, yourself you, know? you say you say no regrets i mean fred joel but a good friend of mine fred joel the founder of 1800 1800 dentist he always yeah. says bold is a superpower and i yeah, think I you know I, I think that uh, you know another word for for regrets is you want you want women you want all people to be bold and and take seize the day take the world by storm because I still think in this country, if you're reasonably smart and you're willing to work hard, you can accomplish anything. And I think, and I think that the one thing I would, I would say to all my children and and my daughters especially is the only person that can stop you is you. Uh, a lot of the, those barriers have gone away and are artificial and you can break through those doors when you're bold. And if you're talented and willing to do, if you're willing to do what it takes, you're willing to do some things that other people are not doing to be successful. You can do anything you want in this world and have the kind of life you want to have. And I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day to, to spend a few minutes with us. 
And and Maria, where can people find you? Where can they buy the book? Just give us a, a little, uh, would you hold up a copy of it? on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, Loving Life at 50 Plus, Embracing Aging Through Human Wellness. Uh, yeah, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. And um, you can look at my, my Instagram, Maria C. Sabando. And there's a lot of information on there too. I want to thank you, Mark. This was so I was so honored to be on your on your podcast today. It was really fun. I was like, I really thank you so much. Well, I, I think that uh, you know one of the things that we we want to we have in common is we we just want to see we want to touch the lives of all the people we touch, and we just want to create you know a bigger, better future for everybody, not just our friends and our family, but but everyone. So I, I hope uh, it's great to be in a world where people like you and Otto are in that world, uh, making a life uh, better for other people. And I, I want to be part of that as well. So thank you again. It was well. Thank you so much. Ciao. Take care. Thanks again. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Hero of the Hour podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share the podcast episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode and more at www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to check out the other great books and resources on the website while you're there. Once again, it's www.markbmurphy.com forward slash podcast. All links can be found in the description below. We look forward to serving you on the next episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS or Guardian, and opinions stated are their own. Registered Representative and Financial Advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. OSJ, 200 Broad Hollow Road, Suite 405, Melville, New York, 11747, 631-589-5400. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Northeast Private Client Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0B36048. Arkansas Insurance License Number 741545. Expiration and submission numbers located in the show notes.